Football players return to campus on Thursday and will start padded practice on Friday. We'll take a look at the quarterback room. We're also going to look at some of the Oklahoma State players in the NFL, plus a piece of historic Oklahoma State tradition. All that and more on today's episode of Locked on Pokes. You are Locked on Pokes, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Cowboy fans? Welcome to Locked On Pokes Podcast, your daily dose of Oklahoma State Athletics here on the Locked On College Network. I'm your host, Lyndall Godfrey, host of Fantasy Football Confidential, an avid Oklahoma State fan. You can follow me on Twitter at Lindellians. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked underscore on underscore Pokes or Locked On Pokes on Facebook. Make sure to follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast app to get the latest shows every weekday here with Locked On Pokes. There's no better place to get your Big 12 conference news than the Locked On Big 12 podcast hosted by Josh Neighbors. Follow the Locked On Big 12 podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Now today we're going to talk a little bit about the quarterback room. You know, the Oklahoma State players got two football practice today. They started padded practice on Friday. So we're going to look a little bit into what the quarterback room looks like, what they've done, and uh, what we're looking to see them do this year. 2020 left some to be desired, but there was no spring game. It was far from a normal preseason. Everything was all wonky with COVID protocols. So going into 2021 with a full offseason, a normal preseason, the spring games, practice reps, it should really benefit all of Oklahoma State Athletics. But specifically for right now, we're going to look at the quarterback room. Spencer Sanders, a 6'1 redshirt junior and two-year starter for the Cowboys. He's strung together two perfectly viable seasons for the Cowboys as a Big 12 starting quarterback. He played 11 games in his first season, and last season he played nine. Actually, and this is a little weird, but in 2019 and 2020, Sanders threw for 155 completions on 247 attempts and had 18 sacks. That's both for 2019 and for 2020. So I'm not really a numbers person, but it's wigging me out a little bit that they're the exact same. It goes without saying that Spencer's best asset is his legs. He's a dual threat quarterback. You'll you'll hear that all season about him. You've heard it about him in the past. You're talking about about a guy who can both throw the ball and tuck and run with it when need be. And when Sanders does have the chance to break off in runs in that open space, he always delights. He always shows that that's his truest strength. That being said, Sanders hasn't exactly taken the leap that we hoped he would from high school to college. Doesn't mean he hasn't been good. He just still has some questionable uh, passing decisions, and he struggles a little bit with turnovers. Mike Gundy has been quoted as saying that so far headed into 2020, Sanders has had a bigger leap in the two months of spring practice than he did in the two years prior. So if Sanders can take that jump and shows it on the field, I really do think the sky's the limit. You love those dual threat quarterbacks who do have the option of tucking and running if they need to, but you also want him to make the right decisions uh, throwing the ball. A second season with QB coach Tim Rattay should help. The offensive line has improved, hopefully, but they've completely revamped it, so that should help as well, giving him some extra time to make those reads on the defense before he throws the ball. So, like I said, he will be our starting quarterback. I don't think there's any question about that, and his legs are, are no problem there. 
uh, with his running game. So hopefully he can take that next step in decision-making and passing and taking care of the football. And we'll have a heck of a 2021 quarterback when we're looking at who is behind him. Shane Illingworth, a 6'6 pro-style sophomore quarterback. While Sanders was out with injury last year, Illingworth saw some playing time. When I say he's pro-style, I mean he's a big guy. He's very accurate, but he's a pocket passer. He's not that dual-threat running quarterback. According to PFF, in 2020, his accuracy percentage in the games he played was only behind Mac Jones of Alabama and Trevor Lawrence of Clemson. Yes, you heard that correctly. Both of those quarterbacks just went off the uh, NFL draft board in the first round. Now, I'm more of a classic kind of gal. I like that big quarterback that can stand in the pocket and make a pass. I prefer that pro-style quarterback like Mac Jones. It is kind of going out of style, though. The Konami Code quarterback is all the rage, which is great and all fine and dandy. I think it's very exciting to watch. It does make football really fun. This is just a personal preference. I think Illingworth has a really bright future once Sanders is on to his next journey. He excelled in the spring game. To me, he was the clear-cut best player on the field that day. Some more time with the playbook should only benefit him. And he's getting to sit another year behind Spencer Sanders. So what's that saying about um, iron sharpens iron? I think the better Illingworth gets, the better Spencer Sanders is going to get, and kind of so on and so forth. Behind Sanders and Illingworth are Ethan Bullock, Peyton Thompson, and Mike Gundy's son, Gunnar Gundy. They all got a chance to throw the ball a little bit in the spring game. I really don't have that many complaints about anybody. Gunnar Gundy has had great things said about him by Sanders and Illingworth out of spring practice. So we'll just have to see how those three kind of fall once season starts. But I think I think one, QB1 is going to be Spencer Sanders, and right behind him will be Illingworth. Next up, we're checking in on some former Cowboys now making strides in the NFL. But before that, I have to tell you about one of the sponsors of today's podcast, our buddies over at Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar out there, and you can get 15% off your order at Built.com with promo code LOCK15. It tastes like a candy bar, but it's a healthy healthy option for a sweet treat, 17 to 18 grams of protein, and only 4 to 5 grams of sugar. Built Bar has nine flavors, ranging from coconut to salted caramel to German chocolate. I've got to get my hands on a German chocolate. If you're adventurous and looking to try every flavor, you can check out Built Bar's Mix Box, where you get two of each of the nine flavors over on Built.com. Use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Again, head over to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off your order. That's LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. As you may have noticed so far, since me taking over this podcast, I love to keep an eye on Oklahoma State Cowboys once they're out of Stillwater playing their sports at a professional level. So today we're going to talk a little bit about some of the Oklahoma State Cowboys that are making strides in the NFL, starting first with James Washington. Thursday evening, James Washington played in the Hall of Fame game with the Steelers against the Dallas Cowboys. Once a projected breakout for the Steelers, now an afterthought in a crowded wide receiver room. Early on Friday, Washington requested a trade out of Pittsburgh based on a lack of playing time and targets both last season and so far this season. Washington was likely leaving Pittsburgh next season anyway, so if they can swap him for a team that needs a wide receiver, it would work well for both parties. 
We all know the skill level that Washington can bring to any wide receiver room. He didn't even underperform in Pittsburgh. He just was underutilized. And when you're not getting that opportunity, you can't show what you can bring to an offense. If he got traded somewhere like the Chiefs, who need a wide receiver, they're a wide receiver needy team. I think that would really do well for James Washington. It would help his confidence. It's going to help whichever team he goes to. So hopefully the Steelers will do right by him and he can get on his way to his next team. Tylen Wallace ended up falling to the fourth round of the NFL draft, a crime if you ask me, and found himself a Baltimore Raven. The Ravens are certainly not known for their high passing volume, but Wallace should give Lamar Jackson a solid target considering Wallace's catch radius and body control. Again, y'all know what I'm talking about. We saw him come down with ball after ball in contortions his body should not have been able to do, getting both feet inside. Just We just know what uh, what his catch radius is, how, how he can get back inbounds. So I wouldn't be surprised if we saw him pop off a few times this, even, this season, even with minimal target share. I believe he'll be a really good pass option for Lamar Jackson. Chuba Hubbard also fell to the fourth round of the NFL draft and was taken by the Carolina Panthers. Matt Rule, former Baylor Bears coach, admired Hubbard when we played against Baylor. The fun part of this draft, and maybe you've heard this story, maybe you haven't, but um, Matt Rule's wife texted him prior to the Chuba Hubbard pick and told him he'd better come home with Chuba or not at all. The Panthers, who are home to Christian McCaffrey, one of the best running backs in the NFL, a speedster with immense catching upside, Chuba should have some carries in in games to help keep Christian McCaffrey healthy. And if CMC goes down, Hubbard will have an insane opportunity to prove himself early in the NFL. But really my favorite story from that is that Matt Rule's wife kind of took the reins for Chuba and said, you know what he looks like. We saw how fast he runs, what he can do to opposing defenses. You go out and get him. And he did. We respect a husband that listens to his wife. I love to see it. Rodarius Williams lasted on the draft board longer than I I anticipated he would, but he was selected in the sixth round by the New York Giants, an absolute steal. The Giants' defense is a good defense. They They don't get talked about in the media for having a good defense, but they are, and all signs so far point to Rodarius Williams being a camp darling headed into preseason. We should see him some in the early preseason, kind of making his mark and seeing if he can dig out a role on that defense but so far everything I've heard sounds really good he's doing exactly what he's been asked to do by Joe Judge and the rest of the coaching staff so I have really high hopes for for his future with the Giants in a surprising turn of events Tevin Jenkins fell out of the first round of the NFL draft and was taken in the second round by the Chicago Bears Bears brass really liked him they've said great things about him now Jenkins hasn't practiced yet and is currently dealing with a back injury so that's been the patience there is a little brutal you know you get a new toy in the draft you want to see them perform right away so hopefully whatever injury whatever back injury he is dealing with subsides soon and he can get out there and start practicing with the Bears I think he'll be an excellent addition to that offensive line so if he can just get past this injury it's uh, wheels up for Tevin Jenkins and the Bears also on Tevin Jenkins and another fun fact or, you know, fun anecdote. If you haven't followed him on Twitter, he's been interacting a lot with Bears fans on Twitter. 
it's been a very fun saga to keep track of and just watch watch him make the fans happy and make them laugh. So we always like to wish our Oklahoma State Cowboys good luck in the future. Hopefully things go their way in preseason. I'll be keeping an eye on it. If you want an update, you can follow me on Twitter or follow the show on Locked on Pokes. I'll talk about it there too as well. Coming up, we're going to hit on a fan favorite Oklahoma State tradition that started in 1984 right after this. Now, I had teased in yesterday's podcast that we would do some Oklahoma State history today. I think on Fridays I might uh, do Oklahoma State history, some Oklahoma State traditions, some of my favorite parts about Oklahoma State, some of fans' favorite parts about Oklahoma State and Oklahoma State athletics, just really what it brings, the camaraderie, the feeling that you get when these traditions take place. And the one I'm starting with today hits very close to home. It is, without a doubt, my daughter's favorite Oklahoma State tradition. It's maybe the only part of the football game that she pays attention to when we go. And you know I'm talking about Spirit Riders and Bullet. The Spirit Rider program was launched in 1984. For the first couple of years, it was at Oklahoma State. Whoever the Spirit Rider was just used their horse. Now, it's a well-trained, selectively chosen horse. Bullet is trained to be used in crowds and is comfortable with artificial turf. That Here Comes Bullet is absolutely the most serotonin. It's just, it fills my body with so much excitement. I wake my daughter up on Saturdays with a big Here Comes Bullet. It's how we get ready for game day. I hope that she never grows tired of it because I certainly won't. It's my favorite way to get her up in the morning and to really get our our orange blood pumping and flowing. Bullet is such a big part of Oklahoma State now that he's almost as recognizable as Pistol Pete as a you know logo for the school, as an emblem for Oklahoma State University. He goes to parades, he goes to elementary schools, he goes to rodeos, he goes to the Oklahoma State Special Olympic Games every year. It's just such a special part of Oklahoma State. It really shows that cowboy way, that Western heritage that Oklahoma State embraces. We love that in Boone Pickens Stadium. It always makes me feel some kind of way. Two years ago, the bullet at the time retired. A friend of mine and I were at Boone Pickens Stadium the day that that horse retired and they inducted the new bullet. I cried, like real legit tears cried in my seat at Boone Pickens Stadium. That's how special this is to me. I came home, I told my kid I'd taken pictures. She's excited about it. So I'm really thrilled to be back inside Boone Pickens Stadium in 2021 to get to see Bullet and the Spirit Riders again this year. There's a competition that's now held every year for the Spirit Rider position. Bullet has his own stall, his own saddle, along with the uniform dress for the Spirit Riders. There's assistance. It's a whole program. We've really lended our way to this tradition, and it's so fun to watch and see. It's so fun to be a part of, and really you're a part of it just by watching it. That sound coming out of the loudspeaker at BPS, the rush of seeing a live horse run through your stadium right after a touchdown. There's just so many endorphins right there so fast. We love to be a part of it. I love to see it. I'm so glad it's something that I get to be a part of every Saturday. And more importantly, something that I get to share with my daughter that she really cherishes about Oklahoma State. If you're at home, I want you to give a big here comes bullet. It'll make you feel good. It'll carry you into the weekend in celebration of Oklahoma State football being back 
on campus, practicing with pads on. We're so close to the season. We're in in twenty. We're in the twenties in days away from the season. Our first game kicks off September fourth. We're so close, y'all. I can almost taste it. Betting on the NFL doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag. Wherever you get your podcasts, I will talk to y'all tomorrow. Go Pokes!